0: The PSAs you hear on Milton and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon live from the DraftKings Sportsbook at Wild Rose Studios. This is 1460 KXNO. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO.
1: 11 o'clock hour, Miller & Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. And music means it's Bama Bob time. We'll get to Bama here momentarily. Tell you at the bottom of the hour, Scott Doctorman from The Athletic will join us. We will recap Illinois, Iowa. Take a look ahead to Nebraska and Iowa 130 Big Ten Network on Black Friday. Bama Trenton, Ken, thanks for coming on. Bama Bob, how are you? Doing great, Kenny. How are you? Doing well, Bama. A lot of ground to cover with you. Um, Boy, oh boy, another crazy, crazy weekend. Let's start with, um, and we'll get to the Big 12 in in a second overall, as we do with all of the Power 5 conferences. But with Oregon getting beat, more likely to be in the playoff. Utah or Oklahoma, because maybe it's just where we sit. I'm hearing a lot of Oklahoma love. Bama, I don't see it. If Utah wins the Pac-12... Assuming Georgia loses to LSU, I think Utah's
2: in. that's a great question Ken i'm I listen from the from the very beginning, the committee has not shown Oklahoma very much love and, and really when you uh, you know when you go back and look at their results I mean they their last four they lost to Kansas state, they beat Iowa State by a point mm-hmm. on really <laughs> what was really close to a two-point yeah. conversion. Had a huge comeback against Baylor mm-hmm. on the road, and then they squeaked by TCU, who is a good team. I did you, you what, see?
1: By the way, did you see when uh, when Oklahoma was trying to run out the clock? Did you see this Trent when they uh, Hertz ran into the pile? And I think he was stopped about a yard short
2: of of the yard, of the line to gain. And
1: uh we'll just call it good.
2: Yeah, I, <laughs> I, mean, I saw on. the replay of that, and it was it was pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, that's... he was he did not make the first down. No, I mean. No, nowhere close, and and so I, I'm with you. That was that was a break, but I'll tell you, listen, it ain't a given. Oklahoma gets by Oklahoma State this week, or They'll
1: Baylor the next it, week,
2: or Baylor the next week. So I, if they do, then then you know, okay, now they padded their resume because when we can get into you know Texas, if you want, um, you know, Baylor keeps winning, as you know, I I thought they would just because I was not sold on Texas, but right? I I just. I don't know. I still think Alabama has a shot, Ken. I do. If they go on the road and beat Auburn, which is not a given. Nope. I uh, think you know, you can forget the whole Western Carolina thing and all that stuff. So I mean, it was just uh, they're going to have they're going to have their hands full without Tua down at Auburn. But if they win and LSU wins, I think Alabama gets in at four no matter what Utah or Oklahoma do. I just, you know, now it I don't know how you would drop them. I know the thirteenth data point. I get it. Yep. But you've kept them at five all along. You didn't move them down. Uh, you know when when Oregon had the big win and Utah had the big win. You didn't move them below them. Oregon's out, um, and I think they're going to have something to yeah. say in the Pac-12 championship about this. So I mean, and but you, be, right now there's three teams in play, and yep. one of them doesn't have to play on championship week. So, but they have to blow out Auburn in the Iron Bowl. That's what you're saying. I don't think so. I think if they win without Tua, I think if they win, if they go on the road and they beat Auburn, you know, 28 to 20. You score 28 against like that. that
1: defense, Bama, that gets my attention. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So, uh, you know, 24 to 17, something like anything like that without Tua because everybody I think is convinced I think they've seen enough from Auburn to know the offense is extremely limited, but that is a legit – that defense is as good as Georgia's, mm-hmm. it's just Georgia has a better offense. So uh, I think on the road you – now, the problem they're going to have is Oregon is lost. Uh, so that was kind of the comp, if you will. If it came down to Alabama and Oregon, you know, the Auburn common denominator sort of thing, that's gone. Uh but listen, I still think Oregon can take out Utah. Uh, I don't think that's a given that Utah's gonna mm-hmm. win the Pac twelve. Um and then it's you know, it's Oklahoma and you know, Baylor is the one that's kinda of sitting there going, Hey, what about us? Right. You know, if we finish out twelve and one and you know, two you know, win over Oklahoma, I don't know. It's just there's a path for Alabama, Oregon losing help. But the big the biggest path for them is Georgia for all these teams. Is Georgia has to lose in the SEC championship. If Georgia beats LSU, our top four is set, and we move on. We got two SEC teams. Everybody else on the outside looking in.
3: What if Matt Jones stinks? Alabama wins the game in the Iron Bowl. They win it twelve ten. A safety, mm-hmm. a defensive a touchdown,
2: and a field goal.
3: <laughs> Auburn stinks right. offensively too, and they're just they win it, but it's ugly. How much does that change the conversation?
2: I think it would change it um, because again, everybody knows Auburn's offense is limited. I, I, th- I think here's what I think has got to happen. And, again, if Georgia beats LSU, this is all moot, okay, because you're going to get a Big Ten champion, you're going to get Clemson, and you're going to get two SEC teams in Georgia and LSU. So uh, LSU has to beat Georgia to, to knock them out of the four spot. That said, it's I think it's going to be who does the committee think, and they can say all they want, it's the four best teams, it's the most mm, deserving. That's what, that's what they without, say, yep. That's what they say. It's not what they mean. Without Tua, okay, it's who can give LSU the best game. They don't they're not going to want to see a forty one to ten, you know, forty one, I don't think it'd be that bad. Forty one to twenty LSU Hasting of Alabama in the semifinal. Then they would want to see Oklahoma. They would want to see maybe Utah, maybe Baylor. Uh, I think in that situation, Oklahoma would be the team that would have the, if, assuming they win the Big 12, would have the best shot because I think they could give LSU the best game. Now, if if if, if Alabama wins ugly, like you said, 12-10, something, something ugly like that. Safety
1: of field uh, goal and a defensive score.
2: <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Now, folks down here would take it, believe yeah. me. Right. Uh, yeah. But I, I just think... You know, knowing how limited, but again, how good Auburn's defense is, and mm-hmm. you know, but I don't, I don't know. You can go either way because you know the weakness of LSU is the defense. Okay, so we saw that a little bit this week, and you know, Ohio State getting tested for the first time, and uh, you know, LSU really hasn't been tested that much except when they played at Bryant Denny, and they passed it. So yeah. it's just, it's just one. I mean, you know, Florida and Auburn for all their strengths on defense or both teams are very limited on offense and I think uh, so that's I don't know a lot of games to be played if Alabama doesn't win doesn't matter um, if Georgia wins doesn't matter but we'll know a lot more obviously after next week
1: not enough games left to be played for my account. <laughs> uh one more one more kind of general question for both of you guys before we um and it's more of a statement for me and I'm guessing you both concur. Like if if, if um, Chase Young's not in uh at the Heisman ceremony, I don't know why they they should stop giving out the award. I don't know yeah. if he should win. Come, come on. That, the performance this weekend against Penn State. Look at the the teams that he was forced. What was it was Maryland and Rutgers, right? The, the two teams he was suspended for. He just would have patted those stats. Um, wouldn't have played in the second half. Bama, this is his dominant. No offense to Joe Burrows. Had a remarkable year in what he's done for LSU. Chase, Chase Young's the best player in college football, for crying out loud.
2: I agree with you. And couple things i mean burrow's going to win the heisman yeah there's no question but yes he should be he should be there and i'll tell you what i wouldn't be opposed if you wheeled to it in there either because i think just the the season that he's had and i, I hate it for the injuries and everything but you're absolutely right on chase young Maryland and Rutgers, first of all, those two teams are probably very glad that he didn't play those quarterbacks. I think Uh, one of them turned him in.
1: I think it was Maryland that turned them
2: in, apparently. It it could have been. And, I mean, as bad as those offensive lines are, he would have wreaked havoc Mm -hmm. on them. But you're right. You, you You would have taken those stats and thrown them out anyway. He has shown up in their biggest games, Wisconsin and Penn State. He has wreaked havoc on both of those. He's got another chance to do it against michigan this week and he's going to have another chance to do it against either minnesota or wisconsin and you know in the big 10 title game and you know if he puts up the same numbers that wreaks havoc if you will uh the way he has in, in those two games and especially wisconsin and penn state in those two then yeah you're right he has to have a seat i know the whole i think I think the fact that the NCAA reduced that suspension to two games kind of shows it was a very minor violation. It wasn't any kind of PEDs or anything like that. It wasn't an academic issue. wasn't a discipline issue off field. It you know wasn't really him taking you know tens of thousands of dollars. It's not Reggie Bush here. Okay, this was just a kid who you know took a loan for whatever reason, paid it back, did all the right things. Uh, they set him down for two meaningless games, and so I don't think that'll factor in. He's not, again, he's not going to win it, but you're absolutely right. He has to be there, or the whole thing's a sham.
1: I'm with you. Let's move on, guys, to the Power Five conferences. Trent, let's start with you. Uh, ACC, not a lot to recap other than maybe Virginia Tech. Look, you know, that's one that got biased. Bud Foster's mm-hmm. coaching his final game, defensive juggernaut. Mm hmm. <laughs> They were going to pitch a shutout, and they did against Pitt. And we, um, well, we were both very happy with our picks. But still, setting the setting up a real big game on Friday at eleven. Yeah,
3: looking forward to that, Virginia, Virginia Tech. The winner will go on to get clubbed by Clemson in the title game, but a eh, division title, something at least to to put up in the stadium. Probably not as large as Northwestern has their 2018 Big Ten West champions plastered all over uh, Ryan Field. There, my biggest takeaway though, the U losing. To FIU yeah. as a twenty-point favorite, Butch going back to Miami <laughs> and getting that win—that was great to see. How about
1: you, Bama?
2: Yeah, that, yeah, that was my takeaway. A couple things, you know, uh, you know, North Carolina win away from bowl eligibility mm-hmm. under Mac Brown. If they can get by NC State, they'll be six and six, and in they eligible. should. I think. I mean, the biggest story is, like you said, Butch Davis going back to Miami and beating beating the Hurricanes. Just crazy. And then Louisville 7 and 4 chance yeah. to be 8 and 4 thing, you know. I mean, what a
1: And they get great, Kentucky, right? Yeah, that's Kentucky this year. I think so. It's yeah. the Commonwealth Battle. A,
2: yeah, what a great, you know, story turnaround by that program. And mm-hmm. I mean, you talk about it again. They got the right guy. Yep. And th- and that place can that program with everything floating around it and not only the football program, but Patino as well. And the lack of institutional control and the whole Papa John's thing and firing mm-hmm. the AD that had a chance to, to be a five-year rebuild. Yeah, good point. And he's just done it in one year. And I mean, goodness gracious, good for them. And, you know, Man, I just, just that's got to be the story. He's got to be the coach of the year in the ACC. Has to be.
1: Yeah, and a great point, Bama, about the entire athletic program there. No doubt about it. And then you throw in the, the Papa John in the stadium, et cetera.
2: Uh, let's go yeah. to the Big 12. Uh, your takeaway from the Big 12, Bama, was what? Texas. I mean, we yeah. talked about it Friday. Um, six and five. Can you realize if they hadn't had that comeback win over Kansas, they'd be playing for a bowl this yeah. week?
1: Damn, I saw I, mean, I saw a tweet that they have the same record as Kentucky, Illinois, and Tennessee. Texas. Yep.
2: Yeah, and Tennessee, by the way, we'll get to them in a minute, is trending up. Yeah, they are. Texas is trending down. Um, listen, they're going to play Texas Tech 11 a.m. on Thursday. I'll guarantee you there'll be 20,000-plus empty seats in that stadium. This is a team that is checked out. Um, Ten points against Baylor. Baylor's good. We talked about it again, you know, how would Baylor react after that loss to Oklahoma? I thought they would play well, they did. I thought mm-hmm. they would win the game, they did. Texas kinda treated that has a look to me like a bowl a ball game. Guys don't want to be there. Wouldn't surprise me if this week we come out and we start seeing some, you know, guys missing the game for, you know, team discipline, whatever. Mm-hmm. That program's a mess, Ken. It's an absolute mess. Third year for Tom Herman. He better get that fixed quick. Uh, because if he doesn't, they're not going to put up with that much longer. He was the slam dunk hire uh, without question. When they hired him, it needed to be done, needed to be made. He was the guy. He hasn't done it. Flip that, Kansas State, climbing what he's done. Again, got the right guy. Oklahoma just barely squeaking by teams. We talked about them. But to me, the story in that conference is Texas because Texas makes that whole thing. They elevate everything in that conference. And right now, they are mediocre at best.
1: Did you see Tom Herman Trent uh, head butting one of his guys with? No, the, his, he was wearing his helmet, <laughs> and Herman in the in the uh, trying to you know, concuss trying to himself? Fire him up. I don't know what he was doing. Want uh, to get yeah. out of there
3: as quickly as possible. Yeah,
1: I just wonder. I think it's coming to an end. Anyway, Trent, take away at the Big Twelve. Boys. Uh, you
3: know, as bad as the Oklahoma defense has been, and it's TCU, but Max Duggan looked really good at times. Mm-hmm. He looked awful though for long stretches on Saturday night. He can run it. He's athletic, but. Something going on. he's, he's got to figure out that arm motion. A guy that picked TCU over offers from not just the locals here, but he had an offer from Ohio State. He could have gone most anywhere in the country. He's got to get going with that arm, though, because that offense needs a good time quarterback to keep up, even as good as they can be defensively. Disappointed in Max Duggan's performance. Uh stay with you, Trent. Big Ten. Big Ten. Ah, boy. They're a couple different places. We talked about Ohio State already. How about Michigan in the second yes. half, though, pulling away? Glad you brought them up. That that was playing impressive. Well. They really yeah. are. I don't know how much of a chance that I give them. It's not a big one. What's the numbers? It's uh, It was lower than, is it nine? Is that what it was? I can't remember offhand what it was, but certainly a better chance than I thought I would ever give them yeah. going into
2: this game.
1: Yeah. How about you, Bama Big Ten?
2: Yeah, Mich- a couple things. Michigan, um, like you said, I mean, I'm not on the bandwagon yet. Yep. But, man, they're, you know, they followed up that win against Michigan State. We talked about classic trap game. They didn't fall into it. Um, Indiana, good team, mm-hmm. on the road, uh, just took care of business. And I don't know, maybe, maybe Harbaugh has gotten – the sad thing is they're not going to win anything this year. I mean, they, you know, they, they can't go to the championship game. They can go to a nice bowl game about it is that going to be enough mm. uh and they need to win it i mean but you know then again they lose to ohio state they lose a ball game we're right back having that conversation but right now it looks like they could give ohio state a game ohio state vulnerable really for the first time all year dustin field's really lucky to avoid a two-a-type injury there on that yeah. or, with that ankle uh how healthy is he we don't really everybody says he's fine whatever you not you won't really know until he starts getting chased by uh by Michigan defenders and and then Minnesota and Wisconsin. I mean, listen. They, they both of those teams really the
1: And game day up in the Twin Cities, <laughs> Bama. How about <laughs> oh, that first time ever?
2: Yeah, I bet Corso is going to love that. We're going to be like ten below up there. No, cuz we're supposed you're to we're have,
1: supposed to get weather.
2: Yeah. I yeah. mean, if you're going to have Minnesota and Wisconsin Playing for a Big Ten West championship, mm-hmm. it can't get any better than outdoors no. in Minnesota. No. I don't think, or Wisconsin, either one of those. I mean, cold weather, uh, you know, it's going to be a factor, but both those teams, in, in the grand scheme of things, the games that they won really didn't matter, you know, because even if one of them or both of them were to lost, they, they would have been playing for the title this week anyway, but good for them, taking care of business when they needed to, not looking forward. And, and now, the biggest game. I don't know, in our lifetime from Minnesota, maybe? I think.
1: You know, I, I can't think of one that would go be... Go back uh, to the 60s. Yeah. Well, I was yeah, alive, I mean, but I certainly <laughs> won't remember it. <laughs> yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> well, exactly.
1: Yeah. Uh, let's go to the Pac-12. I want to start there because that's my conference, boys. It is. A uh, couple of freshman quarterbacks. Slovis at USC. Unbelievable. And Jaden Daniels at Arizona State. Herm has got him a quarterback. Bama threw for over 400. He can run it. Uh, Slovis uh, Trent got his wish with the uniforms uh, in the UCLA USC game. I thought that looked unbelievably good on television when they normally do. My takeaway, I mean, it's hard not to, to look past Arizona State and what Med was doing, especially you know the way they came into that or limped into that game. But boy, that Jaden Daniels, he is going to be a pain in the you know what uh, for Pac-12 schools for the next couple of years. How about your takeaway, Bama? Yeah,
2: I'm with you on that. And, and listen, that is a such a young team ken i mean he is really we all talked about it at the time what who yeah. why you right. know when they hired herm edwards that might that's turning out to look like a pretty good move brilliant flip that to the other side in that state Oof. and kevin someone if he can't get it done i mean kevin someone may not coach again in a power five team i mean he is a, he takes decent teams and makes them worse <laughs> um and that's what he's doing he did that at AM and and he's doing it at arizona um you know USC, again, what are they going to do with Clay Helton? They keep winning. <laughs> they haven't done anything yet. They probably won't.
1: Well, they're 8-4. Uh, I mean, so how can, can you fire them at 8-4? I think
2: you probably my, can. I, I guess. I mean, who are you going to get it? I, I don't know. I just don't know. Everybody's talking about it's not good enough. It's not good. I mean, yeah. they're, they're in a mess. They, they're just really in a bind, and it's going to take an AD with some guts to, to pull that trigger. You know, and isn't USC where the
1: the academic scandal? Has? Oh yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Laughlin, yeah, yeah. that's it.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, the most disappointing team that conference. How about the Huskies losing to the Buffalo? They're six yes. and five. Ken Jacob Easton. I mean, he's going to have to come back. I think. Yeah. Um, and then, I, man, do I feel bad for Oregon State. You know, they they're <laughs> up eleven with two nineteen against the Cougars, and they can't finish it to get bowl eligible, and now they got to beat the Ducks to go 6-6, six and six, which probably isn't going to happen. They just it's, it's a team that's played well. They played hard all year. They're probably going to finish 5-7, and seven, which is a good record hmm. for that program and that team. But, man, just to be up 11 points with two minutes. You scored with 219 to go in the game to go up 11. And, and through
1: 70 it. passes, Bam, Anthony Gordon was 50 for 70 for 606 <laughs> yards. 50
2: for it. 70. That's Kyle Orton-like like in that Sun Bowl that one year. You're playing Mike Leach. What do you expect? Yeah, right. You know, it's like if you, the first one to two points loses. Yeah. Trent Pac-12? I mean, well, I got one for you. The big game.
3: Cal ended in the nine-year yeah, losing streak against Stanford, and came back to do it. Yes, and knocking Stanford
1: out for the first yes. time in, what, 10 years?
3: Yeah, yeah, the first victory good there. One. Stanford not going to a bowl game now. Cal will be going yeah. to a bowl game. Cox, you know, he had that injury to his quarterback. Do knows how to coach some defense yeah. here. He's got a good defense. Not a sleeping giant by any means, but good to see Cal bouncing back and at least becoming somewhat relevant, gaining a little bit of traction in the Pac-12. Uh,
1: Bama, let's do yep. the SEC limited limited uh, body of work this past weekend. Yeah, um, Yeah. Tennessee, Missouri was fun. The SEC Network, I had that one going for a while on Saturday night. Uh, what else? What, what, what was your takeaway, Bama? Just the Georgia A&M game that got
2: close in the end? Yeah, it was. I mean, we talked about it again Friday. I thought A&M would put up a, a good bit of resistance, and they did. Listen, Georgia's got to figure something out on offense because their defense is championship level. There's no question, yep. okay? But they're going to have to score against LSU. Now, LSU's defense isn't that great. We understand that. Uh They should just, you know, maul Georgia Tech this week. But um they got to figure something out. If, and listen, they're right in it. I mean, they have there there it's the classic you went out you're going to be national champion now, can they win out? I don't know the the feel good story for me, or you mentioned Tennessee I mean, and it's not just Tennessee and Jeremy Pruitt from where they were. How about Jared quarterback? We, all, yep. we this this kid i've I've been in- not really with his ability but I've re, always liked his attitude and his toughness. He is one tough cookie back there, and not only physically but to come back from that I mean just public flogging that his coach mm-hmm. gave him in that Alabama game, and you know a lot of players, maybe myself included, were to just fold it up and quit he didn 't he stayed with it, and now they 're going bowling, and a lot of it's due to him, so that is a good team that that is a good story yeah. for a team that's trending upwards, unlike a lot of these other teams that we've talked about, uh mainly Texas, that are just you know free falling right now
1: all right, last thing for both of you um, tomorrow night television show any change in the top five and that would be. Uh, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, Georgia, Alabama. Does it
2: stay the same, Bama? I think it does uh, with Oregon losing.
1: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, I don't think Utah, you know. No, they'll move to six. They'll move to six. They'll move to six. I don't think they've done enough to move to five. I don't don't think Oklahoma's done enough to move up to five. Um, Baylor, you know, just kind of, I don't think they've done enough to move up Mm -hmm. to five. So I I think the top five, as is and Utah you know, six, gonna, uh,
1: Utah six, Oklahoma
2: seven. Yeah, I think I so. Think that's what I think he got now. it. I think so. Baylor eight, maybe Baylor you eight. Maybe. I mean, you've got at some point you've got to start you got to start giving Baylor some respect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know it's Texas, and I know they're now six and five, but they just keep winning, and this is they're they're a snail's here from being you know what eleven and zero right now, if not for that big comeback, mm-hmm. Oklahoma.
1: Or maybe Minnesota eight.
2: Yeah, that's true. Because they were what, ten? I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't the Texas wins gonna carry some cachet just because it's Texas. Yeah. But when you really look at it, again, this is that's a mediocre team. So Baylor, Minnesota. I listen, I don't think Minnesota really if I should you know, they, they all they are Minnesota really should be focusing on Wisconsin at this Absolutely. point and, and getting into that Big Ten championship game. And listen, who who the hell knows if if somehow they can they beat Wisconsin, they beat Ohio State, they're the Big Ten champion, they're eleven and one. I mean, beat they Penn got State, shot,
1: beat Wisconsin, yeah. beat Ohio State. That they should be in. That's playoffs. They no should doubt. be
2: in at that point. Yep. And now you've got your chaos because Ohio State's been the number one team, number one, number two all year. Yep. Are you going to give them one loss in the Big Ten championship game and knock them out? Um, ooh, man, I don't know. That's, that's a tough one.
1: Knock them out to the Rose Bowl. Bama, we'll uh, speak with you on Friday. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your family. We will uh, find 10 or 15 minutes on Friday. It'll be a busy show, but we'll do something at 11 o'clock. hour. I will be in touch. Uh, enjoy, uh, enjoy your family. Enjoy Thursday, Bama. Thank you.
2: I will, Ken. I appreciate it. And everybody up there, please have a safe and happy Thanksgiving as well. And um, we can all find something to be thankful for, Um, a lot of us a lot more than others. So, everybody, just uh, enjoy your family. Take care.
1: Good to talk to you. Thank you, Bama Bob.
2: All right, bud. Take care. Yep,
1: take care. Bama, Bob, uh, Trent, and I going around college football. Scott Dockerman joins the program next. We'll recap Illinois, Iowa, the Nungi News. How does Doc think uh, the starting five will be the next time they take the floor, which is Thursday night at 7 on FS1, you said Trent. Yes, FS1. It's Texas uh, Tech. It's Texas Tech, rather. Yeah. Uh, so we'll uh, do that with Doc, and ahead to look ahead to Nebraska. Iowa Lots the ground to cover with Scott when we come back. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station 14 soon.
0: It's 24 hour sports, morning, noon, and night here on 1460 KXNO. <laughs>
1: i right, Miller Melrick Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460KX, and on Mr. Monday Night yet to make an appearance. He'll do so in about 15 minutes or so. Let's get Scott Dockerman in here. Scott writes for The Athletic. You can read him at The Athletic. He's a busy guy pumping out the content. Doc Trent, and Ken, uh, good to talk to you as always. I guess we should probably start basketball in the news today that uh, Jack Nungy is going to miss the remainder of the season. Non-contact injury as Trent pointed out. He's 100% right. Those a lot of times end up being the worst. Uh, the ACL is torn. He's going to miss for the better part two years in a row after the red shirt last year so going forward doc how does McCaffrey handle this who will we see in the starting five against Texas Tech on uh, Thursday night
0: boy that's a that's a tough question I mean you got you got to go up and down their roster right now and uh you know I mean Jordan Bohannon what didn't play you got Patrick McCaffrey he's out now, you know been out um and now you have uh, this situation with Jack Dungey. I mean, do you bring Cordell Pemzel in? Do you play with, with Ryan Kreener, uh, at that position? Um, do you move Luca Garza to the four and, and bring Kreener in at the five? I mean, you know, there's, I, I imagine that all of that is going to happen at some point. But as far as starting goes, that's really tough. And, you know, this team is, I, I think we can all agree that they've got some challenges <laughs> and the yeah. schedule is unforgiving uh, coming up. So, uh, this is something that really can really hurt them more than, but you know, obviously it's feel worse for Jack Dungy. I mean, he, he red shirted kind of to help with class situation, help bulk himself up. And now he's in a position where he could really affect the team and, and now he can't do it. And for two years, he's going to be, you know, on the sidelines.
3: Doc looks like it's going to be a loss season. If your hope was going to be, this is an NCAA tournament team. Bo Hannon, I, I think most people still anticipate, will shut it down at some point. But when you look at it, I, I had this theory. I th- floated to Ken and want to get your thoughts. Really respect your basketball opinion. Most everybody in college basketball has gone small. What if Iowa goes small with Connor McCaffrey in the backcourt, joined by C.J. Frederick, who's been really good, put Tucson also in there, Weiss Camp is kind of that swing 3-4 guy, and Garza in the middle. Is that a lineup that at least can compete, not every night in the Big Ten, but has a chance to be out there and maybe some hope for the future, too.
0: It's a lineup that I think you should play. Yeah, I don't know about how much. I mean, there's so much interchange that goes on in the lineups. It's hard to really say this one lineup is going to play exclusively the most minutes, but I do think that's plausible. At this point, I think you're just going to have to try to figure out what works best each individual night and and go from there. And, uh, you know, I thought, I watched, uh, you know, Thursday night's game. I thought Joe Toussaint played really well. He's he's obviously got some speed and quickness and a uh, good defender. You're going to need him a lot. Now, he's also going to be very inconsistent scoring. That's just the nature of that position in the Big Ten, unless you are a five star type of talent. And even then, that doesn't always mean you're going to score a lot every night. So, uh, you know, I do think you need to get him on the floor. And, and CJ Frederick has been talked up quite a bit by uh, his teammates uh in, in the off season and now it's his chance he's going to have to go out and, and fire away and uh he and if he does have some success that's going to lead a lot more attention to him so you know this is this is going to be tough for iowa I, I didn't think that i thought this year with the backcourt situation it was going to be difficult anyway but now that you're losing you know uh, patrick mcaffrey and and bohan probably out and then yeah. of course uh you know nudgee I, I think this is going to be a really challenging season
1: Uh, Doc, let's move to football and, you know, Senior Day, and you always want these seniors... to to make a play in their final game. Oja Moody gets a pick, and Christian Welsh's walk-off sack, Doc. I mean, how cool was that, right? His final play at Kinnick Stadium, he gets the solo sack to end the football game. Uh, Christian Welsh, what he's meant to this team since he's come back from injury, particularly the last two. You wonder what if it would have been any different had he played against Wisconsin, and Jonathan Taylor's going to run by guys who are playing on Sunday. So I'm not sure I can go there, but it... You know, uh, Christian Welsh, the way he's ended his year, um, really playing well.
0: He sure did. And both games, he had the game high in tackles. Uh, He's uh, had a sack in each of the two weeks. The forced fumble was really critical at that juncture of the game yesterday. And then the walk-off sack. And, you know, he's he's a a lot like most of these success stories that we have, these senior stories that Iowa has through the course of the year. You know, small-town guy. You know, kind of just a guy for most of his career, you know, injured but fought back, and then here he is uh, making some big key plays. And you know, I I don't know that I would say Iowa would have won uh, against Wisconsin or Penn State for that matter. But if he'd been in there, they would have had a chance to win a little bit more. I mean, I look at the the Penn State game where it was that third and what five play or third and three play, and uh, he's not in there because he had a stinger in the third quarter. I mean, they ran for almost 100 yards that fourth quarter when he was out of there, and and then of course they ran for Wisconsin ran for 300 on Iowa. I'm not suggesting Iowa would have won the game, but I think that Christian Bulch would have had a, a, a more of an impact that could have helped put Iowa in a position to potentially have more success in those games.
3: Nate Stanley goes for over 300 yards in the victory, but the run game again can't get going wow. against an Illinois team that had a lot a lot of rushing yards this year. Offseason is going to be upon us uh, uh, before the bowl game, certainly. This is going to be something that needs to be reevaluated. Iowa and the run game. Where do you sit today?
0: Well, you know, if you want to say in the narrow picture, you can't really do a whole lot about it now or or in the bowl game. But I think you can say in the big picture, they have to have some major, major consideration of doing everything completely different. I mean, when you're running at 3.7 yards per Mm -hmm. carry, a year after 3.9 was unacceptable. And you have a running back like Tyler Goodson, who I think is is fantastic. I, I think they've got they've got to completely reevaluate the system because if if it's just a deficit at a couple positions, well, that's not acceptable to me. I think that means that your system is either too difficult to master or other people have figured it out. So I, I do think they need to completely reevaluate it. I think they've probably done a disservice uh, in some ways to their running attack by you know, whether it's zone or, you know, a lot of times their better runs are the the more gap-type runs. But uh, it's just it's not getting off the ground. And Illinois does not have a good run defense. They do hit like no team I've probably seen this year. Mm-hmm. But still, um, you know, this week they're playing, you know, Nebraska. Their rush defense is uh, 87th in the country. Um, but do I have any confidence that Iowa is going to hit Anywhere near what they allow? I don't think so. I mean, I still think a hundred yards is probably pretty good for this team, and that's not a very good number.
1: Scott Dockman from the Athletic is our guest. Um, Doc, the the Phil Parker seemingly um, was much more aggressive, particularly in the second half. The double safety blitz with both Kerner uh, and uh, and Geno Stone, and Geno Stone would get there. I mean, that is an aggressive play call—a double safety blitz worked. Like a charm, but that wasn't the only seemingly uh, aggressive uh, calls that he made in that second half. I thought he called a really good game uh, and, uh, you know, pulled the right strings when he needed to.
0: He sure did. And I think a lot of that is because Illinois could really not beat you through the air other than on a, one gigantic mistake in the first half. And, you know, that was really the only play that killed them through the air. So, other than that, it was really about stopping that running game. And their running game is pretty good. And it was good last year, too. So that's something that they could Illinois could build on. But I think he understood whether it was his you know run blitzes that turn into pass blitzes. He did a lot of late blitzing. And and uh, I, I would say one guy who has really stood out for me the last few weeks is Dane Belton, yes. a true freshman, mm-hmm. playing that cash position. You would never know that that guy is just a true freshman. He, he kind of reminds me a lot just in, in look and persona of Amani of Hooker. He doesn't make that many plays, but he hits. He covers ground. He does a really good job for being as young as he is. So I think that's enabled them to be a little bit more aggressive um, in that regard. And, and I don't know if, what that means for this week, what Iowa's going to try to do. But I'll say this that, uh, you know, it, it was definitely what Iowa had to do against the Illini.
1: I promised, I'll and my, my buddy asked me to ask this for you, and I will, Dr. Fuller. Um, because, well, I think everybody was under the impression Brandon Smith was going to go. And, and then he didn't. Did he have a setback, Doc, that kept him out of the lineup? Because the word was, uh, and and he was in a play in for a play the week before, um, just one. But it was off. It was all systems go apparently for the Illinois game. What happened? You know,
0: I don't know specifically here. I do know in pregame, you know, when he went out and everything, and and then all of a sudden he was kind of listed as doubtful to go. And I, I just wonder if there was maybe a little bit of lingering pain in that area that it was just too much to chance and. Uh, and Iowa didn't feel comfortable throwing him out there. Because, yeah, he did play a one play against Minnesota, mm-hmm. which I didn't really think was smart to do either. Unless he, you know, Don't throw him out there unless he can. You've got other players who can run out for one play. But, you know, I do think it's a situation where it bears watching. He was on the depth chart last week. He's on the depth chart again this week. Um, you know, that that's such a tricky injury because he also did have surgery on it. And, and so I don't know what the status will be going forward if they just Felt like, you know what, we're, we're just going to sit on this and, and uh, go with our guys and see if we could continue to rest you up because he's too important to the rest of the season. But I, I just, uh, it was a little bit of a surprise. I agree that I thought maybe he was going to be able to go.
3: Trying to clear up the mud that is the Bull selection <laughs> process. Nice. Doc, you're as good as anybody at that. Help us out here where the Hawks going to go with obviously a lot still to be determined coming up this week or the next two weeks, really.
0: You know, I think, you know, first of all, let's start with a win. If they win, there's a decent chance, I'd say like 20% that they could go to the Citrus. And part of that is if I, if the Big Ten gets three teams in the uh, New Year's Six, you you're, you know, say you're looking at a nine and three Iowa, nine and three Michigan, and a nine and three Wisconsin. Well, those two teams have just lost rivalry games. What's going to be the interest in them traveling to, uh, you know, to the Citrus Bowl? Whereas Iowa at that point, would have won three straight games. That's, that's something to take into consideration. Uh, that said, I, I don't think that's the best place for Iowa this year. <laughs> I think that would not work out well. I do think the holiday – I do know the Holiday Bowl wants Iowa. Mm-hmm. I have talked to their director. Yeah, Two people were there, including the director, who made his first trip to Kinnick Stadium. Uh, so I think if, if Iowa is available, uh, that's probably where they'll go. Uh, it's, right now it's between Iowa and uh, Michigan. But even then, I think Iowa just has a little more passion for the Holiday Bowl than Michigan would have. You know, especially if they fall that far. So, uh, if they happen to lose, uh, you know, there's still a chance they they go to the Holiday Bowl at eight and four. That's not a bad record, and, and they take them, and you know, and their opponents probably going to be at best seven and five. So it's not that big of you know a big of a deal there. But I would I would say that they could also slip to the Red Box Bowl, and. You know, that's not, you know, you're going to probably get a six and six pack 12 team. Uh, A couple other things to watch, though, that's interesting. The Gator is out. I talked to their director the other uh, last week, and they really had no answer for whether or not Iowa was even allowed. And then Gary Barta kind of summed it up and said, We're not going there. Uh, And the other one is the SEC may may not have nearly enough teams for their bowls. And I think the Music City Bowl could become Mm. a, a Big Ten Bowl again. Now Indiana is the best possible shape there. Uh, Indiana wants to go. Indiana not that far, so I could see if Iowa Iowa could would might have to make a case to beat Indiana out for that spot. And which, obviously people will go, but yep. uh, so that that that's also a distinct possibility.
1: Scott Dockerman from the Athletic, Doc. Thank you. We will uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and yours. We'll know when we uh, circle around again and talk a, a week from today. Thank you, Doc. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah, good to talk to you. Scott Dockerman from The Athletic. Nashville? Yeah, I love Nashville. Monday the 30th? Works for me. Works. Let's do it. Uh, drivable? Yes. Nine hours? I'm not getting to San Diego. No, I don't think I will either. No. Some of the prices are just yes. crazy. But driving to Nashville? Driving to Nashville. Doable. Uh, we'll come up, uh, We'll come back, rather. Mr. Monday Night's got to play for He's on a bit of a roll, Mr. Monday Night is. Five out of six? Five out of the last six have gone his way. You can take the AFC, the yeah. NFC. You'll find out next. Miller and Condon, 1460. No.
0: Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. All right, a
1: couple of minutes left here. Mr. Monday Night momentarily had a guy I spoke to during the break uh, said Nashville. Yes. Is the Allegiant, because I guess they're going to fly nonstop to Nashville on Allegiant. Yes, I saw that. Not until the middle of February. Ah, that's a shame. The other thing, if Doc is right about the Citrus Bowl maybe getting Iowa, Mm -hmm. and Iowa State ends up at the Camping World, the city of Orlando gets the Cyclone (laughs) fans to begin the week, the Hawkeye fans to end the week.
3: Overrun by pasty Iowans, excited to get in the sun.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Um... That is a chance, I guess, so yes. we shall see. All right, Mr. Monday Night, you've been on fire. You've won five out of the last six. Baltimore is a favorite on the road against the Rams. I- I'm serious uh, when we say that uh, this weekend's Baltimore-San Francisco game could be a preview of what we'll see on the uh, first Sunday in February. I-, I love this Baltimore team. Do they win tonight? I don't th- they might. But they won't cover is what But they're not
3: going to cover. I'm going to grab the three and a half here. They got Gurley involved a little bit more last week against the Bears. I like that. I don't know what Todd Gurley is going forward, but I'm at least hopeful here. That that hook just has me intrigued. Mm. I'm gonna grab it. Give me the Rams as we look to stay hot on Monday night. And hot overall. Four and one last week. Yep. Well over five hundred on the year. Trying to push my way back to sixty percent. I saw the weekend well. It was a Very profitable weekend. Yeah, nice. Very well done. Hit hit a teaser uh, yesterday in the NFL with some totals. Six-teamer. That was good. So we're building that bankroll for Christmas. Well, you you, got to do.
1: You got some work to do on Thursday, don't forget, too. Absolutely. Boy, that that first game without Stafford, the way the Bears are playing, Lions, Bears. Not doing it for you? I mean, of course it is, but it certainly had a chance to be better. Bills, Cowboys, the way the Cowboys are reeling, and then the Saints in Atlanta. Uh, And the Hawks and TCU on Thursday night. All right, Murph and Andy, come your way today at 2. The Fanatics will be here at 4. I'm unsure if the Cyclones have their coaches show tonight with Prome being gone. Well, tune in at 6.30. I haven't heard otherwise. It's on the schedule. It's on the schedule. There you go. We'll be back tomorrow. Uh, The Morning Rush starts off at Tuesday on 1460.